0: Hi friends, welcome to season two of Invest Your Best with Allie Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes for you to live your best life mentally, physically, and spiritually by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have raw, real, and open conversations about what it takes for you to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. I am your host, Ali Kay. And on this episode, I have on a guest. His name is Dr. John Jay, and he actually has a Wall Street best-selling book out there. It is called – get ready for this, guys – The name of the book is called Weightlifting is a Waste of Time, So is Cardio, and There's a Better Way to Have the Body You Want. Now, before I kind of give a little explanation about what this book is about and what Dr. John Jay and I talked about, I just want to first off say that I speak upon my experience with jumpstarting a healthy lifestyle. And one of my goals is to always bring you a guest that will offer maybe just a little different perspective. And at the end of the day, I urge you to always go out and do your own research before you apply the takeaway to your everyday life. And Dr. John Jay claims that you can lose fat, gain muscle, and build the body of your dreams without having stepped foot in the gym. And he talks about this workout equipment that he has created. I don't want to say machine because it fits in your backpack. It's called the X3 workout equipment. And he talks about how its effects and the whole idea of variable resistance. And it's a very interesting and enlightening interview. And I can't wait for you guys to listen. So stick around and stay tuned. We are here with Dr. John Jake Wish. Jake Wish. Thanks
1: for having me. It's nice to get a little bit of a different audience. And uh, I'm also not a fitness guy, I don't even view myself as part of the fitness industry. I come from the medical device industry. Mm -hmm. So I got my start developing a medical device that treats osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. That ended up being more effective than just about any other solution out there that's ever been clinically trialed. And that's called OsteoStrong. We have 150 clinics in eight different countries. Well, they're not fitness devices. They're more of a treatment you go in for, and they're like $125,000, and they're bigger than a car. Wow. So you would not have that in your living room. Yeah, right. I developed a strength training product derived from the information that I was gathering while developing the osteogenic loading devices. And then ended up doing a, um, a number of things that, I saw as just medical device science, but uh, it ended up kind of crossing over into the fitness industry, which is kind of funny because people are like, what's a biomedical engineer? Yeah, there are none in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, even sports scientists, there really aren't many of those in the fitness industry either. They kind of publish and do their own thing. and The industry is completely mm-hmm. agree to what's going on in actual academic publication. So like, for example, for 40 years, we've known that doing cardiovascular exercise is probably one of the worst approaches to losing body fat yet people keep on doing it and they have their hormones working against them which is why it is so difficult when you do cardio to lose body fat
0: yeah see i love to run i love to run because of my mental health you know it's that time where i get alone you know i can organize my thoughts And reading your book, you know, I learned that one of the reasons why cardio is so bad for your health is because you are releasing the hormone, the cortisol hormone. So tell me a little bit about that and how, how do we target the correct hormones? And as your book goes over the whole variable resistance, how are we targeting those hormones?
1: So with cortisol, Sustained cardiovascular activity increases cortisol from a chronic perspective. You know, like cortisol is secreted when you get up out of bed in the morning, Mm -hmm. every time you exercise, when you eat, but it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, this kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. not skyrocketing. And then it doesn't stay there, but cardio sustained cardio, which is like 30 minutes of sustained high heart rate will secrete cortisol for a long period of time. And cortisol does two things. It eliminates muscle and it protects your body fat so you stay as fat as possible, as long as possible. Mm. So your hormones are completely working against you. So when you want to reduce your body mass, people cut calories and then they go do cardio. They're just losing muscle.
0: Okay. And storing fat, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, they, they can lose weight, but, they're, but the fat stays there and they lose the muscle, which is why yeah, so you look at a marathon runner and then you look at a sprinter, and one looks healthy and one doesn't.
0: So I'm on this whole journey. I lost seventy pounds and I've watched my body transform. And now I'm kind of in the point where, you know, I love working out, and I realized that I need to incorporate heavy weight into my lifestyle to kind of see that change and your whole method is variable resistance, how this is superior to basic weightlifting, you know, the heavy weights. Do you agree that, you know, lifting heavier really will get those changes? And what exactly is variable resistance?
1: So, If you want to develop your body, there's no getting away from heavy, none. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not going heavy, you're, you're getting nothing. Right. Uh, Now, I mean, that's what, that's what controls testosterone, uh, receptor site activity, not, not necessarily production, but receptor site. So like even people that use performance enhancing drugs, if they don't put heavy load on the body, nothing happens. Right. And this is like, I, I don't want women to be afraid who are listening because even a feminine shape has muscle to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think a lot of women are mostly scared because of the outliers they've seen or the women who use performance enhancing drugs and they end up looking like men.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Your body won't do that. You don't need to worry about that. Some of the most feminine looking women are lifting. They're Mm -hmm. not, they're not doing cardio. They're not, uh, you know, cardio even causes rapid aging, Mm. damage to the skin. Like you don't, you don't have enough, Ability to create enough protein synthesis to fix all the damage. So the skin is a it's kind of a lower priority than organs, obviously uh, Or than internal organs. So you you end up just in a, in a lousy situation So there's no getting away from heavy. However, the problem with heavy weightlifting is that's where injuries come from mm. What I focus my time on after developing the bone density medical device was how Do we get heavy loads on the body in a much safer way than weightlifting? And so when I looked at the bone density research, like when when you're doing a chest press and the bar is at the bottom, Mm -hmm. you can hold X amount of weight. Mm -hmm. But based on the research, you can hold seven times that amount of weight when you're at full extension. Wow. Well, then if you know that you're sevenfold more powerful, in one position versus the other, why would you ever use a static weight? Mm-hmm. You need the weight to change. That seems absolutely obvious. Uh, Louis Simmons out of Westside Barbell, he did it in a way to train professional strength athletes, and you know, he was one of the first guys to do it in that manner. And in his one gym in Ohio, they've broken 400 world records in strength. Wow. So clearly the method works right but he was doing something very elaborate and it was very specialized, and huge app or you basically needed the whole gym. And my objective was just to condense this into a device that fits in a backpack. And that's what I did. I also, I also realized I had the proper ratios because a lot of people have known you're stronger at like the extended position of the pushup or squat mm-hmm. right. than the bottom position. You know, if, if I, if you and I like, we're just like, you know, goofing around, like I just go, okay, let me show you how weak your legs can be. Move your upper legs so that they're parallel with the floor and just stay there. And, you know, your knees would be just shivering and you'd be in pain. But if I told you to just bend your knees by two inches, you'd stay there all day. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's the difference. Okay. And that, that's, that's where that sevenfold difference comes in. So what we needed to do was actually he- really heavy load on the stronger part of the range of motion and then much lighter load so that we preserve Joints because coincidentally, there's a study from 1999. Yeah, so basically, what they're saying is axial loading of the bone mass uh, will trigger growth of tendons and ligaments, make making the joint capsule stronger. Joint capsules, all tendons and ligaments that are around, you know, like your elbow joint or any joint. And uh, Benjamin and Ralph's 1999, okay. that's the name of the study. When you look at that, you realize that. By stretching the joint, you're just damaging it, and it actually grows when you load it when it doesn't hurt. Hmm. So, you know, the weaker range is, is, is needed from a blood flow perspective. From a hypoxic perspective, you're not locking your elbow when you're training and keeping it slightly bent, which is something I teach people to do, keeping constant tension on the muscle. And these are like the principles that are all perfectly executed you know, in, in, the, in what I developed. And then, of course, I, I wrote the book, Weightlifting is a Waste of Time. And I wrote that really explaining the rationale behind what I did. Because I think sometimes people looked at the product and they were like, I don't get it. It's bands. It's an Olympic bar. And the bar swivels to keep your wrist optimized. And then there's a plate, which keeps your ankles from being injured. But they Because it's simple and elegant. It, that doesn't mean it's not effective. Like, I mean, you know, look at, look at an iPhone. There's no buttons on it. Everybody thought, you know, there's no keyboard. It's not going to work, but they were wrong.
0: Right now we can't live without it. Yeah. Tell me about your system. Cause I've watched videos of it. I'm dying to try it, but explain what it for the listeners that are listening to is essentially a band like the workout bands in that metal in a metal bar. So explain how the weight gradually increases. You know, how does how does it work and just describe it a little more for the listeners?
1: So the bands I had to have custom made, they're about 50 to 100 times more powerful than like the bands you get at Walmart. Yeah. So like a band is not a band. You know, like a a tire on a toy truck is different than a tire on my Lamborghini.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah.
1: Then the the weight is so high, if you didn't have the bar, if you were like trying to do a push-up, your wrists would get bent. You could break your wrist. Wow. Uh, by using the force that, that, that – yes, yeah, so you, you need that bar. And you need the plate to stand on.
0: That's interesting. And then with weightlifting, you know, you talk about the weak range muscles. Like that's essentially, you know – where we injure ourselves because we're trying to deadlift all this weight because we can do that, you know, with the other muscles, but essentially getting to that position is where we hurt ourselves with Mm -hmm. the weak range muscle. So explain like with the bands, how does that work with the actual weight? Because I saw the demonstration that um, someone was doing with the deadlift with your product, you know, how basically, you know, the weight gradually increases Mm -hmm. with the bar. How How does that work?
1: Well, weightlifting is generally ineffective because whatever weight you can pick up through the weak range is irrelevant in the strong range. It's like nothing. Mm -hmm. So you're really only exercising the muscle where you have the least amount of tissue firing. Mm -hmm. It's not like doing nothing. It's something. Some people do succeed with weights. You know, the biggest genetic difference actually has to do, it's not, it's not biochemical. It's mechanical. Okay. For example, your pectoral, it attaches at the sternum, middle, middle of the chest, and then on the humerus, usually right underneath the top of the bicep. However, there are some people that have a rare genetic mutation where it actually inserts at the bottom mm-hmm. of the humerus bone, and they have much more mechanical leverage. So if you take a group of NFL players and look at where their tendon attachments are, they have long lever arms within their body that gives them an ability to engage more musculature. But this is rare. Like when you look at a true development of a male physique, how many males are truly developed? Maybe one in 10,000?
0: I know so many guys and you know, women that are spending hours at the gym and honestly not getting the results. Mm. But I kind of just wanted to talk. I know like, a lot of my listeners are like, okay, I want to start a healthier lifestyle by incorporating the right foods and working out. So what do you suggest for someone who has no idea about the fitness industry? So they're basically starting from scratch. What do you suggest the foods that they should focus on? What should they do to get, you know, effective results? And another thing is time, you know, people don't want to spend hours at the gym. So what they, what can they do? So they're getting the most out of their time.
1: It's really important. Like, I mean, the book's cheap. You can, you can get it on Kindle for, for mm-hmm. I don't know, like a couple dollars or, or get the audiobooks. You can listen to it while you drive. Yeah, I think, I think that's where to start because it's written from a place where you may have been an advanced lifter, but it's really written for an audience who's just interested in getting in shape and is willing to admit that the, st- that the standard recommendation doesn't work, even if they can't view themselves very accurately, which is a thing. People don't view themselves very accurately.
0: Real quick, I wanted to interrupt this podcast and give you the health tip of the day. So today's health tip of the day has to do with the brain. And I wanna give you seven quick ways that you can start improving your brain today. The first way is by positive thinking. Of course, you can tune into positive thinking through meditation or deep breathing, and this helps the brain because it helps you release stress and anxiety. The second way you can improve your brain is by moving your body. Now, actually when you do physical activity that helps protect the brain from oxidative damage and mutation so just another benefit as to why you should move your body every day number three is through laughter when you laugh you release endorphins which are those happy hormones and it makes you feel good on the inside and the outside The fourth way you can improve your brain is by changing your scenery. When you change your scenery, it helps reset your brain and the way you process information. Number five is to tune in and listen to classical music. Listening to classical music helps the right side of your brain tune in and look at situations from a different angle. Number six is get more sleep. We hear it all the time, but when you sleep, your brain catalogs what you've taken in while you were awake. And number seven, the last way that you can start improving your brain is by keep on learning. When you continue learning, the left side of your brain loves higher level thinking such as brain games and riddles. So feed it regularly. And that is the health tip of the day. Let me ask you something. The reason why I introed you as a fitness pioneer is someone who's just scrolling your Instagram. Obviously, your body represents what I think a lot of males want. So is this from the X3 system and variable
1: resistance? 100%. 100%. I gained 60 pounds of muscle with my product. And I, and I lifted for 20 years before developing my product. I maybe gained 15 pounds over 20 years. Wow. And some of it was fat.
0: what foods did you focus on while, I mean, still to this day, what do you focus on to build
1: that muscle? Okay. This is a controversial answer. I only eat meat. I don't eat vegetables. I don't eat fruit. I don't eat grains. I don't have fiber. I don't take any supplements. I don't have scurvy. Uh, I don't have any other deficiencies. My vitamin D is fine. Uh, my iron is perfect.
0: Okay. So explain your typical day. So you wake up, what do you do for breakfast that incorporates meat? Like, just tell me your basic day. Uh,
1: so uh, I don't eat breakfast, but I've been experimenting with Ramadan fasting.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: there's some great research on Ramadan fasting. You can't tell somebody in a study they can't drink water. But, but the good news is if somebody does it for religious reasons, you can study it. So a lot of great information on Ramadan fasting. And it's, it's like become like my new thing I'm really looking into because I'm an American wrestler. So I wrestled. Wow! When I was in high school, I, did, I played rugby when I was uh, in in undergrad. But I wrestled, and one thing, I, we just called it cutting weight. But we dry fasted all the time to make mm-hmm. weight, you know, so you could drop that five or six pounds. You weigh in, and then you know you have a Gatorade and two cheeseburgers, and you know you're ready to, you're ready to really press somebody, grind somebody's face into the mat, <laughs> and uh, and win. Mm-hmm. because you have an advantage. You have more more muscle than they do. Okay. And I was good at it. And the weird thing is, of all performance athletics, I would say MMA fighters who do this, or at least they used to, it's kind of a rule against it now. But I mean, really, who's going to monitor how much water you're drinking? Mm-hmm. So American wrestlers and MMA fighters, including the guy who wrote the forward of my book, former light heavyweight champion, Forrest Griffin, we talk about like how we would cut weight and cut water. And then it was like, you'd rehydrate, but then you'd be like leaner than you ever were. And the reason is you're dehydrated. So your body starts pulling moisture out of fat cells and then destroying them because, and this is very important for like the the people who've lost weight. You still have all those cells that are just smaller, but if you dry fast, you destroy them and they don't come back.
0: Very interesting.
1: Right. And, and so that's, that's, that has a lot to do with my interest in dry fasting. Usually start my day with a quadruple espresso. I know, you know, no judgments here.
0: <laughs> me too, me too.
1: I might have a dehydrated Imperium, which is a product that I make. It's got a little mm-hmm. medium chain triglyceride, some electrolytes, but then I have it with very little water. So the electrolytes are kind of disabled. They can't really do anything because I mix it in sort of a, like a paste and just like pour that into my mouth. So I don't want any moisture. And then, and then uh, the whole day I don't need to drink anything. Then after the sun goes down, I have uh, anywhere from if I've used my protein supplement Fortigen, I have about half a pound of meat. If I don't, I have about three pounds of meat. And
0: then when do you work out? Are you a morning workout? Like when do you incorporate your workout into that?
1: Afternoon. Like I'm right after this podcast, but I always find time for it.
0: Right. You make time. You make that commitment. So where can we find, I mean, is your X3 product or is that available to purchase? If so, where can we find this?
1: Yeah, uh, that's x3bar.com. But if you want to find anything related to me, the X3 product, the book, that's where I suggest people get started. And then uh, the super efficient protein That's on the track. I just created a landing page because my last name is such a difficult thing for people to remember and even say.
0: I'm going to call you Dr. John. Am I fair to call you Dr. John so I don't butcher your last name?
1: How about you call me Dr. J because that's my landing page. It's drj.com. D-O-C-T-O-R, the letter J, dot com. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have to say, I think you're my most interesting guest so far because you go against everything we've been taught, which I think is very interesting.
1: I don't have the answers for everything, but I do have the answers for the questions you have.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on here, guys. Go check him out. You will not be disappointed. And go check out his system. I know I'm going to go check it out right now. And thank you for listening to another episode on the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie Kay.